Okay, so this is part two of my Music Business Worldwide article. This is just my list of my favorite things from quarantine so far. So this is just going to be pretty loose. And uh, yeah, you can go on musicbusinessworldwide.com. I'll post the link in here for the article. But I mean, you know, this is the this is the gist of it. Hit me up if you if you can't if there's anything I put in here that like you can't figure out or something like that you can totally hit me up. Uh, so one that I talked about already on the previous was um, Winds of Change that was it's the first Spotify original content that I've really loved and I binged it today like or you know in in two days whatever it came out yesterday I think um, it's great it's an eight part podcast on. A rumor that Scorpion's song Winds of Change was written by the CIA to create change in the in Russia. Um, I didn't even know the song. What's so crazy? Like, like it's bigger than Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. It sold more. Something like that. Um, but I didn't... All I knew was Rocky Like a Hurricane. I just didn't know Winds of Change. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Did you know Winds of Change? I know it now. I know. I know it like crazy because I've just heard it for the fun. Follow the Moskva down to Gorky Park. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, <laughs> but it's score. It's the guys who did Rocky Like a Hurricane. Here I am, Rocky Like a Hurricane, and they have this like really important power ballad that's pretty fucking awesome. And this guy does an eight-part deep dive, and and what I noted on the last part on the last podcast was that what's so cool about it and thrilling about it is like you don't really care if the mystery, like we've been disappointed so many times by something with a great grabber, like did the blah 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 this, like you know, and you tune into it, and and the log line is just amazing, and it's it's so shareable, it's so it's so tweetable, and it's just like. You tell someone, oh my God, it's a podcast about blah, or it's a, you know, um, it's a movie about blah. And, and there's no, there's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't wrap. It doesn't add up to anything. There is no, you know, th- they do not solve the mystery. Like, um, Serial, you know, Serial is, is wonderful, but like, we don't know, did Adnan say I'd do it or whatever. There's no, there's no ending. It just ends. Um, and this time there's no ending. But they just check all the boxes. They just do all the things that you expect them to do. But at no point are you dissatisfied. You're actually, like, kind of happy that they just explored this in a way. It's very um, – it's a real understanding. It's, it's like, transcendental, actually, of you – you know, the mountain is a mountain. The mountain is no longer a mountain. The mountain is, again, a mountain where you can go and look at a thing – and appreciate it for what it is when you're ignorant and then you go in and you start to learn about it and like now you're too smart to appreciate things you gain cynicism and then you come out this other end and all of a sudden with enhanced knowledge and perspective and understanding you can appreciate the thing for just being the thing. So I listened to this podcast with no expectation of resolution. I didn't really care if the CIA did plan it or not. It was about all the ins and outs and what have yous. And they did a wonderful job of exploring that. Highly recommend it. One of my favorite things. My favorite like audio documentaries ever. 
Um, next, I just uh, linked to all of my music recommendations. I'll include that link in this. I make a ton of Spotify playlists of songs I love, songs I DJ, and songs I like. The songs I like is massive. Um, my other favorite thing was more audio. Henry Rollins' Cool Quarantine on KCRW. There have been two episodes. They are four hours long, and it's just him telling stories and playing rarities, and it's just awesome. He goes into, you know, him and Ian Mackay, 1980, going to see... Uh, you know, Bad Brains or, um, oh, there's a Cramps tape that Ian took from the first Cramps show or something like that. That's just like Ian w had it in his pocket. It's crazy. And, um, you know, things you'll never hear. And then just like uh, one of my favorites was, was Rain on the second episode. Like I just never, never listened to them. And Henry Rollins puts them in wonderful context and then you listen and you appreciate them that much more. He's just a great, he's a great personality. Real. He's just, he's got so much to him. Uh, the last dance, Michael Jordan documentary, obviously I'm sure I'll do uh, an episode going into that. Um, I think it's episode six that I'm in when Starks dunked on Jordan. Um, if you want, I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll include the link to the video, the 30th anniversary video of the garden. Wait, that doesn't sound right. I don't know what anniversary it was, but it was some special that they did for like best moments in the garden history. And, um, my dad and I were invited to go do a piece. It's like a 10 minute little, little short video with Starks, John Starks. And we revisited it. They invited us to the garden. It was a, it was insane. I mean, being there in 94, I think it was 93 or 94, um, I was a child. But if you look at the poster of the dunk, when Stark dunked on Jordan, I'm in the bottom left-hand corner. You see a camera in front of me, a disposable little camera. My hat's backwards. Um, I, I'm on my dad's lap, and I, I forget. Oh, I have to ask my dad. I forget. My mom would know. It's either Madonna or China Phillips. Like one leg, Like, one leg is on my dad's leg, and the other leg is on this blonde woman with a black hat. It's either China Phillips from Wilson Phillips or... Madonna, I forget. Not it doesn't matter because like we we I was on each of their laps at different times in my life. So if it's in that picture, uh, I don't remember. But um, yeah, and Starks was the nicest guy. He was really cool. Way more southern than I expected. Um, the Last Dance, Michael Jordan documentary is wonderful. I mean, like this week's episode was so brutal to Gary Payton that laugh like like there's been so many memeable moments like the Isaiah Thomas thing oh my god I had the qualifications but it wasn't chosen I love that quote but um Gary Payton when when MJ goes the gloves like and he's laughing and he's going oh that laugh was vicious vicious uh it's really good even if you're not a sports fan you'll enjoy it uh it's on Netflix and ESPN uh, early quarantine, the first thing that I got really into was the New York Metropolitan Opera's live streams. They're still doing it every night. They've done it every night since, like, I don't know, March 11th or something like that. Um, and Wagner Week was the second week, and I watched all of them, and it was so great. Um, my friend is the great-great-grandson or great-great-great-grandson of Wagner, Richard Wagner. Uh, 
Antoine is my friend, Antoine Wagner, and um, he showed me he has a documentary that he's he's the star of that is him going back to Switzerland and uh, other other places, mainly Switzerland, but a few others, um, the old stomping grounds of where Wagner wrote some of these operas, uh, going into the mountains where the Rheingold was 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 imagined. Um, it's really cool, and that'll come out at some point. Um, but yeah, so I was, I, I read, I read, uh, a two, I read two Wagner books, like early, this is, this feels like a year ago, but I read these two Wagner books and then took like an audio course, like a 20 hour course. I did all of this in a week. I, fuck, what have I been doing? Um, so I watched like seven Wagner operas and read three equivalent like two read two books and took one audio course like in the first quarantine week um yo i'm cultivated as fuck uh next tv shows uh dave on fx has got to be the that's got to be the one um it is really great it's not just like fun it is insightful as oh my god episode nine was like it's not just music is business insightful or jew insightful or dick insightful it's just like the the relationship the build-up in the relationship man it's really good again that's like an anybody show uh devs is not an anybody show but it's very good it's a it's alex garland who did annihilation and um ex machina i did not like annihilation although there were some beautiful visuals um and ex machina or machina um was much better and the beach, his book was good. You know, that's he, he's transitioned from a novelist to it's the same guy. He's not even old yet. Um, super accomplished, but he does a great job at distilling like these super heady sci-fi topics and making them really basic and like, but not basic in a stupid way, basic in a, like anyone can understand them. So devs does not get like Westworld is it's the perfect like salve for Westworld. Westworld is so fucking stupid. I hate it so much. The new season, not not, not the. It, it's like the corporate directive was was making into you know an action movie and 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 rip off. You know, it's got to be like Avengers and Terminator and oh my god, it's so bad and and it's so stupid. It's just action scene, speech, action scene, speech, bad supporting actor from the new season playing in a completely different tone than the previous, you know, long-standing cast. Oh, it's horrible. Devs is eight episodes, beginning, middle, and end. There will be no season two. It's a long movie, and it's good. They have, like, stuff happens, and then there'll be an episode where they just talk philosophy for 40 minutes, and it's not boring. It's not hard to follow. It's 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 good. It's not like the be- Dave is is an A plus. Devs is a B plus. It's not legendary. It's not like in Fargo pantheon, but it's it's good. Um, my third show that I recommend is Dispatches from Elsewhere. It's light. It's weird. It's fun. Um, similarly to uh, to Winds of Change, it starts with a hook. And a promise, and you think, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. And it does a cool thing where it has kind of a, a, a 50%. Like, they basically, like, resolve the mystery halfway through, but they don't. 
they just make the mystery not matter anymore. So they fake resolve it. They like resolve it, but leave it open, but like make it clear you don't care anymore. And it's just about the people. And that makes, again, it negates the, does this pay off? Like fuck payoff. You're so stupid if you need these payoffs everywhere. So if you, you know, I I like Jason Siegel is, is, is really the creative behind it from what I understand. Um, and, and he's got good taste, you know, another thing, like go watch his Muppet movie. It's surprisingly wonderful. He just, he's got a sweetness to him. There's no cynicism in him. And, and so I think, I think payoff is a cynical thing because payoff is not real. Like life doesn't have payoff. You know, you don't, you don't love someone and, and, and yearn for them. And then like have a moment where it's like, Oh my God, I got the thing that I wanted. Like it doesn't happen that way. It happens over time. And you, one day you. Notice, oh, huh, closer to that thing that I thought about a while ago. You don't have this moment where it's like, she said yes. It's not like that. Like, you knew she was going to say yes. Um, next is tea. So quarantine is dipping into Shinsha season. I was supposed to be in Japan right now, but I'm not. I'm in Mexico. And uh, I'm starting to get the fresh harvest finally delivered here. And it is delicious. Best tea of the year is March, April, coming from Japan, starting in the west to the east. So Tanegashima is the southeast island where there's there's volcanoes and stuff. It's south of Kagoshima, and that's where the first harvest starts, and then it goes north and east from there. So uh, as of what it is May 12th, and I believe we're getting Shizuoka right now. So we're getting like right in the middle um, is starting. So it's like halfway through, uh, and it's great. Special kind of tea, sencha, but it's like it's better than regular sencha. Not gyokoro. Wait three months for the gyokoro. Don't buy gyokoro right now. Dumb idea. Only buy shincha. Uh, if you want recommendations of where, hit me up. I got them. Next. Uh, oh, by the way, while I'm saying this, sunsets. What I'm looking at right now. Oh my god, the ocean. I'm just in a beautiful, beautiful place. Fiona Apple. If you look at her Spotify, something that's really cool is it's just the songs in order from the album. Song one, song two, song three. Those are the most popular in descending order. It's really cool. So that means people are just going to listen to the whole album. It's awesome. Great, great, great record. Alara Radio. Tons of different stuff on there. Go check it out. The Safdie Brothers. It's their production company, their film production company, doing radio. It's live. It's all the time. I think I think they're like, I don't know if they're 24-7, but it's consistent. And it's really good. Physical exercise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remote music sessions actually working out just fine. Pornhub. It's no longer free, but it was free. It's pretty great. OnlyFans. I admit I've never actually used this, but I know a ton of people who do and think it's awesome. Uh, shout out to Ansel Elgort for best usage of this. He posted a uh, a selfie, or not not a selfie, he, someone took it, uh, a, an in, naked in the shower image of himself covering his, his, his private parts, but... Um, advertising his only fans and it was a um it was a joke it really just went to a gofundme to raise money for something so i thought that was hilarious um physical books with ink on paper 
I've been reading a lot of Kathy Acker, Gilles Deleuze, a bunch of noir, a bunch of like music, oral history or interview compendiums. You know, those kinds of books where it'll be like, I know, you know, oral histories, but there's another thing where it just like compiles interviews from all parts of an artist's life. So I've been reading Nick Cave, Tom Waits. I don't know, a few others. And, and it goes from like the beginning. They find something when like the guy was in, you know, nothing. And then it goes all the way through now. Um, so you get to, it's, it's different from like a biography or an oral history because you, you, it, it's like hearing this person speak for 40 years. It's, it's really cool. So, uh, I recommend the Nick Cave one and the Tom Waits ones. They're very easy to find if you need the specific one, just, you know, like all these things ask me. Um, I wrote in this article film at Lincoln Center video on demand, but I must mention, you know, all of them. There's what I, I don't even... I lack the space to list all of them, but the entire indie and art film community has been super active throughout all of this. I'd say Neon gets the biggest round of applause from the distributors for uh, for partnering with restaurants and libraries and all these different clothing stores, all these different people to sell uh, Spaceship Earth. And the model is effectively in order to... Um, both increase awareness and distribute the wealth a little bit there's affiliate links so when you buy a vod from film at lincoln center let's say it goes to you know a centralized hosting site but the affiliate link means that half of the money goes to film at lincoln center so it simulates like you're going to the theater and that profit share which is which is great like and it's awesome that everyone rallied and agreed to that uh so you can like choose there's some sites where it'll straight up just like ask you who you want to support so you can like go to the direct central site but then it'll say so like what's cool about that i think curzon does this maybe uh the london chain uh so you go to the source and even if you go directly at the source like you don't need the affiliate link you just go to the source they even then ask you what theater you want to support so if i go to the vod site and i want to watch you know spaceship earth um it will ask me it will give me a list of theaters that it is quote you know simulated like playing at and my six dollars goes to one of them i think that's really nice i spotlight film at lincoln center because they're just my favorite um emma on movie it was on there for 24 hours if you missed it you fucking missed it but i think it might be playing in some countries currently so if you have a vpn use it and watch it pablo Lorraine, his new film that that premiered at venice last year it was my favorite film at the festival uh it's yet to receive proper distribution but movie did this one day which was really cool uh it features a performance from mariana di girolomo uh she is a new, brand new actress chilean um and she's got a crazy haircut in the film that she no she no longer has that haircut but it's great in the film and she's a wonderful dancer they do tons of dancing in this film and it's about it she's a dancer in the film and it is wild um i believe they recut it since i saw it so i saw it again last week but the original cut was non-linear and this cut was linear and uh, to be honest i prefer the non-linear cut because it's just chaos and you don't know what's going on until the final five minutes but um maybe the linear cut is okay for humans 
Um, another shout out LA Film Forum newsletter has been really good. Again, talking about all the stuff I was talking about, tons of experimental film lists and just like streaming, like Sky Hopinka um, has put all of his films up. There, there's a ton of experimental films and art films and stuff just streaming like either for free or stuff that you can't normally get. Just tons of stuff online. And LA Film Forum gets a really good roundup of it. UCLA also, uh, there's a lot. If you want this stuff, hit me up. I'll give it to you. Um, versus... DJ Premier versus RZA, the rest of them I have not enjoyed, but that one I loved. The rest just go into the category of like, oh, I don't really like care about watching like some fucking person like pressing play on something. Like all live streams are just fucking whack. I haven't watched a lot, but the Premier versus RZA one was great because this was two real goats. Like it was more for the stories, you know, and, and the stuff, the, the anecdotes, like how Premier in the beginning is just flipping through everybody. And just seeing who comes in and just being like, this guy is the one who made sure that, like, my first box of vinyl got to the record shop and blah, blah, blah. Like, back in 1994. Like, it's really cool. Great stories. Um, canceled influencers, canceled conferences, canceled music festivals uh, as things that I'm happy about. I know this is economically and infrastructurally catastrophic, but also... The net net of these suck the pleasure from culture, so it had to happen eventually. Basically, what I'm just saying is, like, well, influencers and conferences can fucking die. But uh, music festivals, you know, very uh, conflicted about that. But I've, you know, felt for a while, for a few years now, that music festivals are, you know, are bad. And, like, we're just holding on to them because they're revenue. Um, but they're horrible for the culture. They're horrible for the ecosystem, for everything. I would love music festivals to not be the way that we consume things. So um, I did not want this to be the way that it happened. But, you know, because this is not good for anybody. For, you know, us having to rebuild exposure and rebuild the, 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 the yearly calendar fiscally for an artist, it's, it sucks. It's not good. So um, this was, I do not wish this upon our beloved ecosystem at all. But, um, you know, it sped it up, if anything else, if nothing else. Um, oh, <laughs> I wrote, people who make this about themselves, hopes and prayers to them. Uh, something that was really funny was, like, I was texting with a friend, and she goes, if you, if you listen to this, sorry. Like, you're kind of a dick, though. Um, you know, I was just like, hey, like, what's up? Like, you know, like, you do with everybody, and you have to do that. Okay, first of all. Okay, first category is, I've said this on my Instagram a bunch of times, like, the ridiculous, um, like, every time you talk to someone, you say, how are you? How, how are you dealing with this crazy time? Are you, is your family okay? You say, oh, fuck you, shut the fuck up. Like, let's just get on with whatever the fuck we have to talk about. I can't do this all day. I can't cry about the fucking quarantine for four months. Shut shit. I'm just like, um... Okay, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is my friend. So they're like, we're having like, oh, yeah, what's up? You know, this is like two weeks ago. So it's like deep into the, the shit, you know, and everyone's experiencing it. And she goes, this is a very difficult time for me emotionally and financially. I'm paraphrasing. I think that's actually the quote because I wrote it down and I put it on my Instagram. But um, like what an asshole. Like as if for me. Like. We're, yeah, all of us. Like, I don't have a fucking income. 
like and i'm by myself like thankfully i'm not like i'm not prone to you know loneliness but i've been solitude you know i've been i've been by myself for really since march 9th but uh really like for longer than that I, I was sick before that and i was i've been by myself for a long time but i've like actually been in a house on the ocean by myself for months now so fuck you to that person um anyway uh mindless distraction infotainment podcasts and ted talks numbers declining i hate like shitty podcasts that just talk about nothing and our distractions and i hate ted talks that are just like infotainment fake education fuck that shit so i'm happy that people are not engaging deeply with them um i shouted out jeff weiss's writing he wrote three articles that uh, maybe more but three that i read that are just great one on rizza actually um jeff weiss legendary like hip-hop music journalist los angeles journalist um he wrote like the definitive i think these are on complex but like pretty definitive Kobe retirement story, like his 60 point night and then pretty well shared, like pretty definitive Kobe rest in peace article. Um, the lot radio, like we do need some music, some DJ mixes, some live streams, but like not as many as we have now. So just like go with the best. And I think the lot is, is pretty up there. Uh, Nick Cave TV, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds launched a 24-7 YouTube channel with rare videos and live stuff and just cool shit the whole time. It's interviews, it's behind the scenes, it's recordings, it's live videos, it's awesome. Just tune in anytime for as long as you feel like it. Uh, it's constantly changing. The ocean that I've been swimming in every day since March 10th. DJs who aren't live streaming, thank you. Please focus on bigger, on being a bigger better dj rather than just adding to the millions of hours of mixes that we already have access to and we'll never have enough time for mexico i can't believe more people don't just spend time in mexico best food cdmx has better music than any city in the u.s it's so close criminally inexpensive for americans please tip beaches are amazing for surfing or calm lap swimming you can pick your weather the coolest people i just love it here the existential debates amidst cashing up with everyone I've ever dated, except one who blocked me everywhere. Tell her I'm sorry I was a jerk. Are you too catching up with everyone that you've ever dated? I'd say it's an exaggeration to say everyone, but I've certainly had some heart-to-hearts with women who I've been with in the past. And just like, yeah, I've had a few, like my college girl that I was with for two minutes who I was like in love with for two minutes before like it all fell apart and I didn't really know what was going on which what was really going on was like she was like a grown-up and I was a child uh so talking to her like 15 years later child to grown-up again (laughs) uh routine wow I underestimated how nice it can be to do the same thing every day so healthy cuts out so much dead distraction time the Russo brothers in theater phone videos of opening night of Avengers turned me into an Avengers fan somehow on their Instagram. Go check it out. It's just like they're reminiscing and it's really nice. Uh, really cool, thrilling videos of like seeing the crowd react. Oscilloscope and MailChimp teaming up to host South by Southwest shorts. The Amazon deal is unfortunate. Uh, you can still go watch those. I'm pretty sure. I know they're on Amazon. I think that they're still on the Mailchimp site. But um, yeah, it's it's all the South by Southwest shorts are hosted online, 
Um, there's also like there were supposed to be all the features, but that did, that deal just like fell through. It was a bad idea. Uh, but the short stuff was great. Um, oh, one thing I've been doing, I've been rewatching Mission Impossible Fallout one scene at a time, which has been really fun. I, I finished that a few nights ago. Um, and just when you watch a movie like that one scene at a time, you just like, you, you distill things. You, you find some nuance, you find things. Um, real great movie. One of my most like fun, fun films. Artists releasing more music during quarantine rather than less. Keep them coming. Sonos Radio, The Croissant Bar, uh, at Nicole McLaughlin, uh, being the first thing an ex sent me in a long time because everyone knows how I feel about croissants. Thinking about how Bob Iger inexplicably handed CEO of Disney job to Bob Chappick weeks before Corona. Clean, beautiful, empty Venice, Italy. I hope Venice Film Festival happens and I can go. New York Nico's Best New York Accent Competition, Val Kilmer's audiobook, Aroldis Chapman's Arms, check out his Instagram, comics, that Sky Ferreira photo shoot with Nick Knight for another mag, the Justin Timberlake, the next time you leave your house, it's going to be May meme being entirely wrong, <laughs> uh, the Woody Allen autobiography, yes, I read it, it's mostly great, revelatory at times, surprising, it was his Emma Stone texting story that made me most uncomfortable, the Mia Farrow stuff takes up 40% of the book, unfortunately, happy to discuss it, I won't weigh in here apart from calling the whole saga an absurdity for all times. Two Lizards, that's an Instagram, uh, like, series about quarantine. It's like animated two lizards talking, and it's funny. It's uh, two Israeli girls, I think, made it. Um, just Google two lizards. It's good. It's like, they're all like three minutes, you know. Uh, Lionsgate and Arclight teaming up for a La La Land live stream screening. I cried viciously. And then had a, <laughs> yeah, and then I talked to my ex, um, like we did the whole, I was like, I, I was, I was like so emotional and I was just like, fuck, like, what are we even doing? Did we make the right decision? Like about like us breaking up? Like, was it, was it a good idea? You know, should we have, should we have just powered through? Should we just, you know, uh, <laughs> um, Caleb Landry Jones channeling Sid Barrett on his LP that's out on sacred bones. Caleb Landry Jones is the actor. He's the redheaded guy. Um, he was in twin peaks. He was also, you probably know him as the, the fucked up brother with the lacrosse stick in get out. He's in a lot of movies. Um, I think the first one I ever saw him in was like exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever. It probably wasn't exorcism of Emily Rose, but like whatever one of those, like, you know, Blumhouse, one of them. And he was the brother in that movie, and he was really good. That was, like, the first time I saw him. And then since then, he's been in, like, exclusive. He's, like, the Harry Dean Stanton. Like, if he's in it, you know it's dope. And he made an album that is, like, Sid Barrett solo records meets, uh, like, carnival music. Um, and, like, Mark Bolin. It's very cool. And it's what's what's great about the album also is, like, it plays the way that I want an album to play. It's 60 minutes and it's just continuous and like it's all instrumental and his vocal comes in and out and it'll just like, it's not really, you know, like beginning, middle and end songs. It just plays and it all runs together and it's, it's really nice. Sounds like nothing else that exists. So that guy is just super creative and bound for 
I mean, he's got to, like, I don't know when he's going to do his Joaquin Phoenix, like, when he's going to cross to that next level of, like, leading. Um, oh, after loving the series Perpetual Grace that's on Epics, I finally watched Stephen Conrad's Patriot. It's great, like, if Wes Anderson hated himself as much as I do. I highly recommend watching Perpetual Grace and Patriot. If you're going to watch one of them, Perpetual Grace is better. Uh, the new Car Seat Headrest album, great. Not Westworld. Westworld is the George Bush to Trump's Game of Thrones. Westworld makes me nostalgic for the disappointment of Game of Thrones. <laughs> if anything, this has given me a challenge how to excoriate this show on Twitter. Uh, Betty via Crystal Moselle. More of this, please. The movie's main issue was that it had 30 great minutes and then dragged. Half-hour show is perfect, and the girls are even cooler now that it's... And the girls are even cooler now if that's even possible. But like Euphoria, this is going to further ruin a kid, ruin being a kid for anyone who is a kid and isn't already cast on an impossibly cool kid HBO show. Shout out my DP from college, Jackson Hunt, who shot it. All the Preservation Hall, New Orleans fundraisers, the Beastie Boys doc, Miracle Mile, my friend Lucas referenced. Totally irrelevant, but yes, like the 1980s movie. Um, Great random film that feels nice for right now. Oh, and I'm mentioning it because he liked The Mandalorian. And this is how he's redeemed himself by mentioning this. Uh, the Strokes and Hamilton Lighthouser putting albums out on the same day in 2020. And okay, I'll say it here. I didn't write it in the article. I deleted this. But I made a joke about how The Strokes are singing about topics that Hamilton was singing about in 2002 like Hamilton saying when I used to go out I knew everyone I saw now I go out alone if I go out at all that's the Walkman the rat and the Strokes are now singing in 2020 when they're like you know 40 singing about not wanting to go out anymore like it took them 20 years to get there uh last thing I wrote just imagining whatever Tom Cruise and Elon Musk are gonna do and Nicolas Cage as Tiger King here we come 2021 right around the corner.